Hey, this is John Sally, and thanks for listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Cassie Sobleton. I'm a health and wellness expert, speaker, and author of Back to Balance. You're listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Lisa Hickey, CEO of Good Men Media and publisher of The Good Men Project. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hey, it's Jason Robel, the author of Eternity, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Michael Patrick Peters, the creator of Dance Meditation Technique, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. This is Len Barker from the Mankind Project Chicago. You are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Hi, this is Katie Delbaugh, author of the book Let It Out, and you are listening to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the Humble Warrior Podcast. Here are your hosts, Chris Forte and John Moises. I'm John Moises. That is Chris Forte. Live brave. This is the Humble Warrior Podcast. Welcome to the show. Hello, Humble Warriors. We were supposed to have a guest this week, again, (laughs) but I messed it up this time. Because, uh, well, my son was sick. (laughs) He messed it up. (laughs) He messed it up. But I'll take responsibility for it. Yes. Because that's what we do here. (laughs) But you came back the next day and we're doing a pod. That's right. We are doing a pod. And because we're doing a pod, I want to thank everybody that has subscribed to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, is following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast at Facebook and Instagram. And if you are following us on those mediums, you do know that we just recently launched a new video series, a YouTube channel. Yes, this is exciting, man. So um, you can find us on YouTube if you search for Humble Warrior Podcast. We're starting a new series of videos with Michael Severance, who is the owner of Try It Raw, a local organic vegan restaurant here in town. And he's coming in every week to show Chris how he can make some great recipes at home because he spent a lot of money at his restaurant. <laughs> and in less than 10 minutes, too. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's awesome. Yeah, and these are really easy recipes. So you learn how. So far, there's some episodes on making wheatgrass shots, on making smoothies, on making uh, noodle dishes. So some great content. Look out for it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and look for us on YouTube as well. So this week, um, I want to talk about this idea of being authentic. Okay. Because we talk about it a lot. Like mm-hmm. I want to. Last week we talked about speaking your truth. I want to. I want to speak my authentic truth. I want to be my authentic self. It's a big topic that's in a lot of articles. You see it on Facebook, all this stuff. And I was sitting here thinking, what does that mean? Right. What does it mean to be authentic? How do you be authentic? So we did a little research. You see, when we were talking about this show, you said, look it up. Right. And I looked it up, and basically it said, being genuine. Mm. Okay. Being genuine. Being your genuine self. Again, but what does it mean? How do you do that? Who, what are examples of that? So we did a little more research, and I found an article on Psychology Today. The seven habits of truly genuine people. Okay, let's break them down. So we're going to go through them and we'll have a little discussion. The first thing, number one, genuine people speak their mind. And it says genuine people take time to figure out their own opinions and perspectives about things. And they are not shy about sharing their thought out opinions with others. The manner in which they share their opinions also matters. 
genuine people are comfortable presenting their ideas without expecting or needing to convince others they are right. What One thing that helps them get in touch with their true opinions and perspectives is number two. But we'll talk about number one first. Okay. So, speaking your mind. Sometimes it can yeah. get you in trouble. It could. <laughs> Sometimes right? what's on my mind and what's genuine, if I speak it, I don't know if other people want to hear it. Well, what I liked, correct me if I'm wrong, what I heard, though, it seemed for the for this definition that one is taking thoroughly taking their time before speaking their mind. Yes, I think that's a good point. And I think that, and this carries on maybe from kind of the episode I think we talked about last week with you and the, the copper tone and the sunscreen. Yeah. In a way. Okay. Right? Uh, is as far as like speaking your mind, mm-hmm. you know, like maybe taking that deep breath before we offer our opinion, whatever the subject matter is. But the second part of that, I think what's important that resonates with me is not having to, what's the word, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, convince someone you're right or wrong. It's just, you're genuine with your thought and your opinion on the matter. And you're not expecting, I guess, oh, I agree with you or I disagree with you. I guess it doesn't matter from what I'm hearing as far as that, what that number one means. Yeah, I think that that's... doesn't affect, like, I guess who you are or you're just giving your You're opinion. giving your opinion. You're giving your honest opinion. And just like that person across the table, if if you're operating from, I guess, authenticity, am I saying that right? Or genuine. Being yeah, that's pretty good. Authenticity. Yeah being genuine then you have to respect that person across the table and whatever they say they're gonna say i like it and i like this opinion i like this idea of sharing your thought out opinions with others because i think you're right a lot of times we speak off the cuff so you've given an opinion without even really thinking about what your opinion is right which i think which you can get easily. It's getting me. It gets yeah. me in trouble all the time. Right, because I mean, you get in a discussion right away, right? And sometimes you have no idea what the discussion is going to be about. Right, right. You and, know, and you haven't put much time or effort into figuring out what your perspective is on things. Right. And I think the other important point to this is also how you want to communicate. Like, mm-hmm. is this the message I'm trying to get across to somebody? Right. Because a lot of times. If you, I know with me, if I'm asked a question that I'm not ready for, sometimes I feel a little pressure. I, I, I'm uncomfortable with the question, mm-hmm. and I'll give an answer that wasn't really what I was trying to communicate. Mm-hmm. I want to take a little bit of time. And I think one of the things we can do that I've been trying to actively do more often is when those moments arise, is to recognize them and take a moment so that I can gather myself mm-hmm. as opposed to kind of the emotional response that happened when I was asked a question. Right. Yeah. I think this builds upon our last show. If there's, if there's one thing you and I are learning as we go through this process and our listeners are listening is just give yourself a little bit of time before that response. Just, yeah. just take that breath, especially if you want to jump, you know, you want to jump or whatever, whatever, 
one may be saying across the table from you and you want to get your point across, just take a yeah. moment, think about it and just, you know, it's saying speaking from the mind and, you know, speaking from the heart, speaking from the mind, sometimes it could be different. So just take, take your, just take that breath and make sure what's upcoming, you know, what you, your point across that you want to, you know, get across. And especially what's going on in our landscape today uh, with everything's going on with the, the political race that's going to be coming down. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of. Well, there's a opinion. lot of emotional, yes, emotional responses yes. and opinions. Yes. On that, yeah. on that subject. Yep. But I think the other thing is to be comfortable presenting the idea without expecting or needing to convince others they are right. Right. I think a lot of times we, when you, you think about posting something on Facebook or saying something to somebody, you're trying to tell them that, hey, I'm knowledgeable or yes. I'm an expert at this. This You should know that you you need to listen to this instead of just saying, this is what I think. Right. You know, I know I've been in discussions you know, many times where, you know, someone may say, well, I read it here, you know, I mean, sure. that's like a perfect example to what you're saying. Yeah. You, you know, you, you're doing stuff to validate, doing, validate your, your, what, your, what, what your opinion is or what your thought process right. is or, and your, I think or when, your belief system is. And I think when you're doing that, you're also not that comfortable. Be, you're not yeah, comfortable with your opinion. Yet. Right. That's a good point. That's like not being authentic right. in a way. Right. All right. Let's go to okay. number two. <clears throat> Genuine people respond to internal expectations, not external ones. Genuine people spend time thinking about and exploring their own beliefs, ideals, standards, and expectations because they rely on the answers to these questions to give them direction and purpose in life. Identifying your own ideas and beliefs is not necessarily easy since they can easily conflict with the beliefs and standards of the families, communities, and cultures in which you were raised. Being authentic is often associated with being brave because you're then likely to do the next thing, which will be number three, which we're talking about next. So responding, mm. people, genuine people respond to internal expectations, not external ones. Ooh, this is a big one. This is, yeah, this is this is this is this is this hits home, I think. Yeah, <laughs> with with both of us. You know, this this is, you know, this is spirituality. The way I look at it, when you hear something like that, you know, with the internal, as opposed to the external. Mm -hmm. uh, this is a tough one. I'm gonna let you kind of, <laughs> kind of. Well, let me ask you. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me let me pry a little bit into sure, sure. into. Author Chris Forte. Okay. Since you've been doing a lot of work. Yes. So, responding to internal expectations, not external ones. Okay. So, one of the things that I know as you're writing this book and you've been going through this journey of um, looking through your past life and then mm -hmm. now moving forward to who you are today, one of the things you've talked about in the past is that you were you were following what was expected of you. Right. You thought having a job, going to school, having the family, having the picket fence, all that stuff were expectations. And and those were all external. Those were external. Were external. Yeah. It, it hit me because as you mentioned it, I, I'm giving just the book. Yeah. The book. 
So the book, the internal is, for the book, this is the reason I've done it, is to heal and grow and share and, you know, understand a place of getting to the true self and loving, you know, oneself unconditionally. That That's the internal. Where the external can get in the way is, and it, it has gotten away. Was oh, when this book is done, how, how to promote it? Or, oh, oh yeah. I need help, you know, and it's going to cost money for some, you know, to help the structure of the book. You know, that those are all external. Expectations. Expectations, right? You know, will people read it? Does it matter? Right. Right? Sure. You know, for the, inter- you know, the internal purpose. You know, why, why, why write the book? And, and then if you r- r- write the book and then why publish it? Right. You know, so it's all these. So it's, it's a, yeah, there's a balance between internal and external. But I think to your point is to come from, I love always asking now the question, why? Why am I doing something or why, you know, mm-hmm. because that, that gets you more in, in tune with your internal. The why. Sure. Does that and, make sense? Well, absolutely. So why. if you ask yourself why, yeah. why am I responding to this in this manner? Right. So, for example, let's take an example we know. So um, when you were, when you did the first proposal, when you hired the guy. Right. Why did you hire him? Right. 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 And I, I mean, the, the reason at the time was I wanted, you know, I, I wanted a guy to do this right. man because I wanted to, you know, want, um, you know, the intent, uh, my hope out there is that this book will resonate with men and help them mm-hmm. and help men. Okay. And so that was the reason was the mate, the number one reason why I went with that, that route. Okay. And that route didn't maybe work out as, as best as it could have. Or should have. And that's okay. Well, I think here, the other point here is when you spend the time to think about what you believe and what your ideals and standards are, is to understand that that's that's kind of your compass. Mm -hmm. And that when you respond, you should respond Jen, it says what, what psychology today says is genuine people respond to those internal expectations, not external ones. Right. So once you've established and you've done the work to understand what you believe, what your ideals, what your own standards are. Yes. Then you respond to the environment, to situations, to life according to that versus what somebody else has told you. Right. Is important. And these are great lessons. I'm glad to bring it up because we'll we'll go back to this. The external was saying I was following the steps of how it takes to get a book published. Right? You need to do a book proposal. Yeah, there you go. Right? That's a perfect I, example. Yeah, I, went, I went to you know that Hay House workshop, and they said this is how it's done in the industry. Mm-hmm. And the internal compass was saying write a book, never do a book proposal. <laughs> right yeah like, yeah if we go that's, back this is I a perfect example yep. and so at that time when i was doing the proposal now to look about it i really wasn't being genuine with myself 
or authentic. I mean, that's a perfect example. Yeah, that's that's an awesome example. Yeah, and then the universe or God or whatever your belief system gave me the opportunity to rebound from that and <laughs> and learn the lesson. Yeah, and learn the lesson, and so that's what's been great. That's awesome. So, I mean, that's a perfect example. That is that a perfect I, example. I, had to, I like you it. Know, and I wrote the book. Yeah. Okay. Great. So, being authentic is often associated with being brave because you're then likely to do number three, which is genuine people forge their own paths. Mm-hmm. Being authentic is not just about what you think or say, but what you do and how you are in the world. Being guided by an internal compass. Ooh, that's just, I just said that. <laughs> being did. guided by an internal compass means not having to follow the conventional or typical routes others take to achieve their goals. Therefore, genuine people search for and discover their own unique way of pursuing their passions and purpose, often forging an entirely new path as they do. Okay, so genuine people forge, they're, they're kind of unique, I think. Yep. So... Right, let's go back to this the Hay House <laughs> yeah, example. Yeah, yeah. I think it's perfect. You in, initially, the path you, you you took was the path that everybody else was taking. The, right, the normal author, which or would take. I mean, which is understandable, right? Because you're looking, you're you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to do. But I think where maybe what got lost was your authentic purpose was just to write a book right just to put put your experience onto paper yep so it's there and and published in whatever way it's going to be published exactly and we and you and i were part of this path as far as doing the podcast right Mm -hmm. we just said we're going to do this and like the blog and this for me is unconventional right because this is all this path has really been just doing those things along with things outside of that, that, that helped me, I guess is grow and you and I grow and, and it's all kind of intertwined, but it's an unconventional path, not the path that. No, it's very, well, it was, it's very unconventional, <laughs> it's very unconventional. As we talked right? about last week, you're very, very, yeah, there's, you know, putting it to the test. There's no, just, a, a conventional path would have been, let me um, make sure I'm making money yeah. and let me do this on the side. Right. Right? Right. That probably would have been maybe maybe conventional, maybe safe, safer. Right. Less risky. Right. And you decided because you believed that your belief, you're kind of putting your belief system. To the test. To the test. And, and to saying, grow. This is how it is. Right. This is how I'm going to do it. Right. So that is your own path. Um, and you are in you know, following says being guided by an internal compass means, right. you know, you're kind of following your own, right. Your well, own route. And what we kind of define is heart. However you want to define that compass is or wherever that, whatever that that's heart, that soul, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's teach his own, how one wants to define that internal compass. Yeah. Right. That's good. Yeah. So at the end of number three, it says the risk of forging a new and unproven path is that not all your efforts will be successful. <laughs> right. However, number four. All right, good, good, come on. Genuine people are not threatened by failure. Right. The reason most people follow conventional routes is they are supposedly proven and safer. 
and therefore more likely to yield success. On the other hand, taking the road less or never traveled is risky and can lead to failure. Yet genuine people do so because they are not threatened by the idea of failing. In fact, they, they view failure as an integral part of their journey, a source of learning and an enriching experience from which they can grow. Well, the, that, I think that's what you just said. Yeah, well, and we've talked about this already. I mean, I wrote a blog on this. What, two weeks ago? Fa failure is failure good, right? Yeah. And temporary setbacks. Right. I mean, we wrote, I mean, we, I think we even talked about this on the, the show or another show of, of the failures. Yeah, we, we talked about all your failures, yeah, yeah. starting oh, with 1983. Yeah. yeah. And they just boom, 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 boom. Right. And really the last eight years have been tough for me, business and personally, personally first, you know, the, the, the marriage, three businesses, but it's the viewpoint on it. I'm glad, you know, this is. I guess it's give it's like a little pump up talk for me, you know. It's just it's just like you got to keep going. What's the choice? Sure. Let me ask you a question though. Yeah. Because this is all around being authentic and mm -hmm. authenticity. Mm -hmm. And when we are talking about your the times in your life that you have failed, mm -hmm. nineteen eighty three, losing the Little League World Series, mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the gambling, yep. the business, mm -hmm. the three businesses. During those times, you were you were definitely being your genuine self. I think. Would you? Were you being your genuine self? Let me ask you. Looking back. Well, looking back. Well, let's take. We'll, we'll kind of break each story within yeah, like a minute. Yeah, let's do it. Baseball, totally genuine. I mean, that was. Oh yeah, that, that was probably pure, being as pure, pure, as pure as you can get. I mean, really. 13. Yeah, I think when I left that field, uh, you know, and left left that place, and I think started eighth grade, it was a whole different life. You know, like mm -hmm. childhood was gone. You right. know, in a way. So that on the mound was very innocently. So I had the biggest. I had a big failure. At least, at least that I took on. You felt you know? it was. I would. I would say you felt it was a failure. Probably, yeah, it, even at though. The time. It, but at the end of the day, you right. were at the Little League World Series, which is a huge right. success. Yep. To even be on that stage. Yep. And, uh, you know, I don't, I didn't, I, I share this, I think, I don't know if it'll ever be in the book, but I want to share like kind of what happened. You know, I, I'm sorry, maybe I was going in when I was in freshman year. Okay. When I was in eighth grade, our middle school was attached to the high school okay. that I would go to mm -hmm. for like a couple classes. And I'll never forget maybe like, I don't know, three days in the school, I'm walking down a hallway and these uh, senior, all the football players, the cool guys are coming down, right? They're coming down, and I'm walking by myself, and there's like six of them. And the starting quarterback goes, "Ah, hey, there's the kid who lost the Little League World Series." <laughs> oh God! You know, right, right. So you know, yeah. just kind of like a, like an example like that that can stick with you, sure, you know? especially at that age, right? So, um, so it felt like a failure, you know? Yeah, it, absolutely. It, you know. Uh, especially when we were up five zero, I can go on and on. Yeah, yeah. So then, but you were genuine. That was genuine. genuine. Yes. You were acting. Yep. Everything you. Yes. The way you behaved and the yes. and the way you approached everything was yes. pure. Yes. Now my gambling life from the age of I would say nineteen to twenty four, mm -hmm. and we the, we'll do another show on this when the time's right, you know. But but so just so people know, you were. A sports gambler. Oh, yeah. And you were so, trying to I mean, make it, that a living. Make that a living. And I think the 
when the time's right, we'll we'll talk about how it started, you know, and, okay. and uh, it will be good. It will right. be good. I'm just waiting for the right time. Okay. But talk about a person that wasn't genuine was that, that period of time. Okay. I mean, that was like, you know. And why uh, wasn't? Why, so, with mean, the, so far with the four things we've talked about, what do you think made it not genuine? I think because... I have to come in grips with that maybe really, what's the word? I don't want to say it was an addiction or a failure. It was an escape or one may put an addiction on it. Okay. Um, I guess if it's an addiction, a failure, I guess it is. I don't, but I was not being a genuine. I mean, I, I borrowed money. I stole money. I didn't, you know, I mean, I lost family, friends, you know, and I lost a girlfriend over this. I mean, I just, it was, it was, it was, I was a good person, but I was not doing good, the right things. It was, you know, I mean, I did this for five years straight, bet on games every single day of my life. And so, so I would say so far from the, the four things we've read that you were probably responding to external expectations oh, instead yeah. of internal. Because oh, yeah. you kind of got into it, and then all these other forces was, started coming all, into play. I'm glad you said it. That was a whole external Thing. There was no internal. Okay. There, there wasn't. I mean, there was. You were just chasing. I was just chasing, chasing some external. I was winning. I, I'll tell you the one thing. There was no middle ground. You were either on top or you were on the bottom. Sure. Daily. <laughs> Daily, and we'll do a show on that. But looking back, that has served me so well. Okay. For the other stuff that came after. Okay. All right. Let's move on. So, okay. I think that was good because was, we still have some more. And okay. The other stories could tie in, I'm sure. Okay, good. So, <clears throat> because you find failure instructive rather than threatening, mm-hmm. number five, genuine people can admit their faults. To be true to your feelings and opinions, you must first be honest with yourself about your thoughts, beliefs, and behavior, mm-hmm. which means confronting the bad along with the good. Yep. As such, genuine people are likely to recognize their faults and shortcomings, to accept them, and to take responsibility for the actions as a result. Okay. I mean, th- this is a great—I mean, I'm glad you pulled this up because I, I think something we've mentioned in the previous show, what we're, I guess we put a definition of what a humble warrior is, is we take full responsibility for our life and we don't blame anyone or anything for our circumstances. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of saying the same thing, isn't it? In a way. Yeah. And that's helping, you know, there, you can admit your, you you can admit that you're not perfect. Yeah. That, that, yeah. You don't do everything right. Right. That you've made mistakes in the past. Absolutely. And we'll continue. And, you're honest with yourself about what you believe and what your behaviors are. So just yes. like right now, you're just very honest about your past gambling yeah. addiction or behavior mm-hmm. that it was bad and you confronted it at yeah. some point. Well, yeah, we know how you confronted it, but right. we'll leave that for another show. Um, and you, you strive to recognize what your faults and shortcomings are and accept them. Yes. And, you know, one of the reasons why we do this show, we do what we do, is to stay, we'll say, on that 
on the path of living maybe a genuine life. Sure. We're, we're, we're trying. We're challenging. Challenging. Yeah. <laughs> By to, talking about it every week, at least that. we're putting it, uh, right. at least we're talking about it. We're talking about right. it. Otherwise, we'd just be in our head thinking about all this stuff all day. Right. Um, so, if, indeed, people's general ability to, to own their faults, mistakes, and failures extends beyond how they see themselves, such that, number six, genuine people are not judgmental of others. Bingo. We, yes, humble warriors don't judge. Being, being honest, I'm just, maybe I'm just humble and not the warrior part. Okay. Being honest about their own faults and embracing individuality and differences leads genuine people to be less judgmental and more accepting of the people around them. Their fundamental assumptions about human complexity and their reluctance to view people via the lens of bias or preconceived expectations allows them a pure perspective that usually leads to direct and honest interactions and relationships. Okay. It's tough. It's constant work. Well, it's, it's tough because you judge all day long. I'll give you an example. This, is, this just happened the other night at softball. Okay. I'm out in the field, and we were playing this team we hadn't played. And I play right center. And we had a new person playing right. And she looks at me. It was a co-ed team. She looks at me, and she's like, where should I go? And I looked over at her, and I said, I've never seen this guy bat before. I, I go purely by stereotype, so I'm standing right here. Because he was wearing kind of like. <laughs> he didn't look like a ball player. He, did didn't, he was older. He okay. didn't have the right pants on, okay. the way he held the bat. Okay. So I right there, snap judgment. Luckily, it was, you know. From experience, it was correct. Okay. But there have been times where I've done that. And you're totally wrong. I'm totally wrong. Right. It's I'm Babe Ruth up there. I'm, I'm chasing the ball behind me afterwards. So I guess I wasn't genuine at that moment. Ah, and I don't know. I don't think you got to be kind of hard on yourself on that one as far as. Hey, so know. let's talk about that because I think. So what does that mean? Was that. Does that mean I wasn't really genuine, or does it just mean that I was using I, the information at hand to yeah, make a decision? I, I think that's what you were doing in, in the game, you know? It's complex. This little it's, thing, how, think about the complexity of this one moment. Well, and that's really like when we talk about judgment, you're, you're taking it really to the nth degree. Like that is, wow, did I just judge somebody? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, in, yeah. in a softball game, right. you know? I'm, you know, I think I would, when I hear the word, you know, judgment or, you know, Try not to be judging others. I think in, in, in kind of like a negative, I think in just negativity. Like, I don't think what you were doing was, there wasn't, there wasn't, there wasn't really anything negative about it. You were just. I was judging to make a decision of what I was going to do. Yeah. Yeah. Or where I was going to stand. Was I going to stand really far back? Was yeah. I going to stand up close? And you could have been wrong with that. You know, he could have hit, hit the ball over. Sure. Yeah. So. I think it's more of, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't, I'm trying to, trying to give an example here, another example, but I got a brain freeze going, but, um, you, you could, I don't know. Here's an example. Someone's driving X car and you're thinking, cause they're driving no, X car. That's a good one. They're that type of person. Right. That's a perfect example of judgment. Okay. Right. Well, whatever the car may be, it's a hundred thousand dollar car or a clunker. Mm -hmm. You're 
associating that person with that car. Right. Does that make sense? Sure. Sure. That makes makes really that, good sense. When I hear judgment, that I, that's like an yeah, example. It's making right. It's making just, a, it's I, making I, a judgment. You know what? That's not any different than what I just did. At, okay. At the I other night. Okay. But I think it's being honest about that. You're right. Embracing the individuality. That's that's what that's the definition says. Genuine people are not judgmental of others. They're being honest about their own faults and embracing individuality and okay. differences. You're right. Yeah. So I was fine that he was dressed however he was dressed. Right. I was just trying to figure out where I was going to stand. Right. You weren't judging him as a person. You were just. No. Yeah. Based. I was just judging him and his ability to uh, either hit and the you know ball what? over my head or in front of me. And you know what? I mean, we both love baseball. That happens every single pitch of every single game. Yeah, absolutely. Guys lining up, you know, where they're going to line up in the field based on. Well, now, yeah. The, well, yeah, and the information that they have on the batter. Right. You know, what the pitcher's going to throw, so. Okay. But ball players judge all the time. Okay. So, so of all the habits listed, we've listed so far, they all above stem from one core psychological characteristic of genuine people. Number seven. Seven, by the way, is a spiritual number. That's oh. interesting. That's their seven. Okay. seven. Okay. Lucky seven. Uh, genuine people have solid self-esteem. Having solid self-esteem means having stable self-esteem that is neither too high nor too low. Narcissists, for example, have high but brittle self-esteem. self-esteem. As a result, genuine people can tolerate and absorb failure and criticism, admit their faults, and be accepting of others because they are not threatened by imperfection. Indeed, having solid self-esteem means, by definition, that you can absorb both negative and positive feedback and acknowledge aspects of your character that might need work or improvement without diminishing your overall sense of self-worth. Self-esteem. That's a tough one. That's. I think at different points in your life, you're... You you may not have the highest self esteem for yourself, right? Maybe part of your yeah, I mean your gambling was probably well. My gambling was that other whatever that was number six. No, no, no. What the, not the what oh, was you were a narcissist. Yes, <laughs> that's what I felt like. <laughs> you I mean, had really you I mean, had yes, you had high but brittle self esteem, right? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I felt. I mean, because it's kind of like you were living another life that people didn't know. You sure. Know? You know, I mean. Well, and then when you win, you feel like uh, you're, you're the big, yeah. Any you just, that, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, and I think the uh, the self esteem, you know, I think you could also use the. It's just a life of balance. You know, I'm glad we kind of end on that with 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 this because that's why we do this show and and trying to do the best we can to educate. You know, what spiritual fitness is all about is to help us with that number seven. If that may make sense. Help with our self-esteem? Yeah. Hmm. That so we can deal with what, what one through six, like the failures or the judgments. The judgments. Oh, I like that, that we have certain practices in place. So you can get to a certain point of, of So you can the, be genuine. Yeah, so you can be genuine. So we do these things like right. Meditate, yoga, yes. martial arts, yes. reading, yes, whatever it may healthy be, healthy eating, yeah. all these things, yes. so that it gets us to that place. We can be genuine and and yes. have solid self esteem. Yes, 
Interesting. I think, you know, as you and I have been on this journey, I, I think with the, I think why we're doing the YouTubes and we're starting off with the food and eating healthy is because we've had so many people on our podcast that said that was like where it all started for them. Sure. And I think if there's one thing, if, if a listener is like, you know, how can I get on this or I want to get on this path or what have you, if you started right there, talk about self-esteem, you will, I mean, you will automatically feel better. I mean, it's, 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 it's really just proven and it's really, well, yeah, garbage in, garbage out, right? If you put in good stuff, good in, good out. Yes. Sure. And I mean, it, it takes a while. No, all this stuff. Oh, takes take a while. The, yeah, right. Like, it's a journey. You can't. Doesn't happen happen overnight. No. But you can work at it every day. Every day. I think that's. And I think what happens is when you have these practices, you start doing all these things about. You start being more genuine. Yes. All it just, these. It just happens. It happens naturally. Things, you just. They will start happening. They will exactly. Because you will start doing a lot more introspection. You'll understand more. I mean, everything we're talking about, actually, everything we talk about is internal work. Yeah. Mostly. I mean, there's an external, obviously, we got a body and, you know, we're seeing out. But like martial, the heart of martial arts is internal, right? Yeah. Same thing with yoga. Yeah. It's internal work. Yeah. My teacher says the battle is within. Right. Meditation, internal work. Prayer, internal work. It's mm-hmm. how we pray that can make it internal. It can it can get external, but well, I think that leads to you know all the internal work. When we talk about, the, we'll just recap the seven habits. Mm-hmm. You know, genuine people speak their mind. Genuine people respond to internal expectations, not external ones. So can, can I just, number one, we need to have, we all need to work on our minds, healthy minds. Okay. Right. Okay. So you did number one. What was number two? Two genuine people respond to internal expectations, not external ones. Yep. So you're doing this work to Toward, understand yourself. Yep. And what your own expectations are. Yep. Um, genuine people forge their own paths. Yeah. So that's kind of taking a risk and doing something that maybe not be conventional. Do what you believe is the way to go. Right. Uh, number four, genuine people are not threatened by failure. Right. No. Know that the failure you're going to fail. It's yeah, part don't of be it. Sc- it's part of it. Failure is part of the process. It's part of it. And yes. it's okay. And it's okay. Um, five, genuine people can admit their faults. Big. So, so Big. you know, I've screwed yeah. up. Yeah. I've done that plenty of times. Trust yeah. me. Yeah. Copper tone. <laughs> that, that was not a screw up. <laughs> <I didn't>. <laughs> <laughs> number six. In my head. Genuine people are not judgmental of others. So big one. Don't be tough on people, mm-hmm. and don't don't take stereotypes right off the bat. And then also, all these things lead to having solid self-esteem. And I, I believe that's the place we all want to get to. Yeah, is really feeling good about yourself, and that you're a genuine human being. I agree. And if that's what an authentic person is. According to the these seven steps, and what we talked about is what an authentic person is. I like it. Psychology Today got that article. Hope it was helpful. 
thank everybody for subscribing to the Humble Warrior Podcast on iTunes, following us on Twitter at The Warrior Pod, and liking the Humble Warrior Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and now YouTube. And anybody, hey, listen, we want to get some feedback. So any feedback on or maybe what your definition of what it means to be authentic, you know, shoot us an email and we'll, uh, you know, we'd love to talk about it. Uh, shoot it to you at Chris at ChrisForte.com. All right. Until next week, live brave. Join us next week for the next episode of the Humble Warrior Podcast. Subscribe to the Humble Warrior Podcast by visiting ChrisForte.com.